Bi weekly, monthly, whatever. Bi by weekly. They, they mean they mean and in that, they, yeah, that word is chaos. Those it, English is English, bad there. English has completely failed. We have a million words for stuff, but we can't seem to figure out a way to specify an incredibly important aspect of like <laughs> yeah, twice a when month this or actually every happens. other month. The word doesn't mean anything if we can't decide on a universal <laughs> meaning for it. <laughs> no. Oh, this is biweekly. Oh, so is it twice a week or every every twice other week. a month? Yeah. I. Uh, what have you done? Come on, man. Figure <laughs> something out. Yeah, somebody needs to somebody needs to really make a a big loud decision about that. Like, can we get like, I don't know, Dua Lipa to write a song where she? Ooh, sorta, I, I'd like Dua for this. Where this is where a good we sort of for her get get her to 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 say what bi bi weekly should mean, and we get I, it popular I, enough that everyone while, listens on the radio, and it just sort of goes into the yeah. Parlance. Okay, while she's on that, and maybe in the <laughs> same song, even she can also clarify when you come out of the bathroom when your taxes are due. <laughs> and also taxes are too <laughs> well no when you come out of the bathroom the same time a guy's entering the bathroom and you both are like at a complete standstill and you mm-hmm. touch hands at the door <laughs> like Kirk and Spock <laughs> through the glass my name is Mr. Sour Pickle they are the visionaries grappling hook about helping people. Blow up with people. We're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. I need a How did JFK get my spaghetti video? Welcome, fight Mondragore. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about adult swim. Oh. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. Oh, and we are here to begin the most metal cartoon. Austin, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need more from you right now. It's metalocalypse. Oh, am I not coming through on the monitor? Let me uh, bump me a little bit more. Uh, Yeah, you guys get ready to fucking rock your socks in in half. Your Bobby socks. This is this isn't your grandma's rock. Uh, This is. (laughs) <laughs> she loves that rock. She loves that rock. She does love. Oh my god, classic. Love Nana. Thank you for teaching <laughs> me about rock. Um, now this is Metalocalypse. We're watching Metalocalypse. This is our part three now. Yeah, is that third what we're one. On? Part three of our Adult Swim saga, covering Adult Swim and all those great adult cartoons where they talk about piss and shit and dicks. And uh, it's not just Huckleberry Hound. Uh, Strumming is his his guitar anymore this is like cool adult <laughs> adult cartoons that's what we do all the time now do you think that was the perspective of a boomer and they just felt like they blinked and they were like i thought cartoons were huckleberry hound and now we've got piss and shit and dicks <laughs> that's there's no way hank Hill would say those words <laughs> <laughs> i realized halfway through it was definitely <laughs> hank hill <laughs> i'm sorry death metal <laughs> no, uh, this 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 show is something that I never watched when it was on TV, even in the slightest bit. I know Austin. We said that you had consumed a good chunk of it, right? I yeah. So although it's kind of funny because I when this show came out in 2006, uh, me with uh, several friends of mine, we fucking lived and breathed this show. I irritatingly enough, much like uh, your least favorite Monty Python kid, basically communicated. <laughs> In Metalocalypse quotes, 
Oh, um, no. And you had that for, long hair back then, too. For Yeah, this is like I was 16, so it would have been like the long hair. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was and it was still the tail end of my like metal phase. And um, I don't know, man, it was a, it was a strong start. The show had a strong start. The funny thing, though, is that for kind of living and breathing this show, it tapered off pretty fast. Like, I don't feel like we really watched a lot of it. Like, it it, it was like, mm. and I, I don't really know if, if, like, if I rewatch the rest of season one or whatever, if it does feel like it tails off. But I don't know. It, I From what I can remember, it was like, completely obsessed memorized every aspect of the first like five or six episodes <laughs> and then just like so you watch like metalocalypse like i watched the television show prison break where i was it was extremely, on television <laughs> well, i was extremely excited for season one and then forgot the show existed after that kind of yeah a little bit a little bit um but yeah i mean but so much of these show these episodes we watched this week are just like ingrained like tattooed inside my soul weird yeah i mean i i appreciate it i liked these episodes rory what's your history on this Mm, i'd seen a bit of it i didn't dislike it but at the same time you know i had kind of hoped after climbing the uh the sea lab hill and then the aqua teen hill that like these shows would start to click. And then so so then after I've sat through and watched Aqua Teen and and, uh, and C-Lab that week, another show that was like really kind of aggressively not inviting you to it to the party mm-hmm. uh, was a little bit much for me. I was like, I- I'm not learning a third show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I feel like maybe... I don't know. I'm kind of talking on my ass here, but maybe part of what made Adult Swim so popular early on is that it was sort of a choose your flavor of the same show. Totally. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not going to say that C-Lab and Metalocalypse are the same thing, but in a lot of regards, they're very similar in terms of their like their humor and their structure. Like it's kind of it's everything they we've been talking about. They don't seem obviously similar until the exact same p- people like both and you they're like an obvious type <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean and it was it, me at 16 <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> i just i don't know i mean c lab literally is is very like uh, aqua teen in that regard where where they'll they'll you know go so far as exploding the earth at the end of an episode and then come back and this show I don't know that we've seen it quite do that yet, but there are some pretty like ridiculous things that happen vi- and as sort of really quick resolutions to episodes that seem very similar in that regard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and, and it takes place. I, I love when they do this in this sort of like kind of unspoken, you know, strange setting there. They seem to be in some sort of post-apocalyptic hellscape, <laughs> but everybody's everybody's more or less continuing business as usual, except apocalypse stuff happens from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's probably you know, it's... worth mentioning a little bit about the show and yeah. what's in it. Uh, this is a, I, I, I guess, as Rory said, it, it's sort of a fictional uh, doomsday world might be stretching it, but it does seem like the most popular band in the universe to a degree that is absurd is this metal band called, this, I mean, they're a death metal band called Death Clock. And 
uh, their fans are so rabid about them that they will. I mean, we we see them in these episodes commit suicide because they haven't put an album out in too long. Like it's it's like an absurd level of fandom. And these guys are very, very irresponsible with their extreme wealth. And yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like they live the 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 fantasies that death metal lyrics are about. It's like they have these uh, it, it's almost like they're Viking kings in some sort of strange way. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, sure. All of their all of their the, the way they travel, they have like this absurdly ridiculous like train and helicopter and it all looks like it came out of someone's painting of hell yeah they're like these gothic batman vehicles basically you know like (laughs) yeah and so there's you know there's there's five members of the band i won't go through and name them or anything oh i will come up and conversate Um, oh well all right austin go ahead yeah you know we've got we've got an explosion the lead singer we've got uh the guitarist we've got toki toki wartooth not a bumblebee squizgar squiggle uh ding dong dooly dooly d uh we have pickles the drummer we have uh william murderface 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 (laughs) and you know all sort of in their own way completely incomprehensible to listen to yeah Uh, subtitles on was a good call oh i bet i bet yeah two are scandinavian three are american uh all played by two actors uh brendan small and tommy blacha uh and Brendan Small was the co-creator of adults of uh, adults. No, um, one of my home movies. movies, home movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then this is his next project. Yeah, I I think maybe the reason that I did not watch this when I was 17 is that I never was a metal kid and I never had a metal phase. I was never ever into metal, death metal, heavy metal, any of the metal varieties, any of those different evolutions of Eevee that all called themselves metal. And I think from the outside it looked like I wouldn't get it. To Uh be perfectly honest. Sure. Uh, It it looks very much like, and, and I found out today, it's not, but it looks very much like a bunch of like either in jokes about metal that I'm not gonna get or leaning so hard into metal iconography that it was going to alienate me. Uh-huh. Um, I I learned that I was wrong today. It's actually hilarious, and I loved it. <laughs> I well, don't know. Then, I, I don't know what what else Rory's thinking, but I loved it. <laughs> I liked it. I'm, I don't have a hard take on it, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a, a revelation that I, I had wasted my youth by not watching metal. <laughs> <laughs> sure. the The really funny thing I think is important is just as about its relationship with metal itself because metal is dumb. Sorry. Well, sorry. No, I mean, well, that's the thing is, yeah, I look, I have no, I have no attachment to metal. Uh, Uh It is. So you have to go so far in a show like this to match, to, to, to become parody because metal itself is already so like such a joke. It's the professional wrestling of music. Like it is, (laughs) It is like these extreme expressions of masculinity and like self parody that looks ridiculous from the outside. And you have bands like Guar and Cannibal Corpse. And like, you know, when when your run of the mill band is called like Rotting Carcass or like, you know, (laughs) Putrid Flesh or something, like that's that's just like a regular band. And it's it's such an interesting a uh, balance because any metal fan or like creator of metal is somewhere on this continuum between like 
completely not taking it seriously and taking it super seriously. Yeah. You know, everybody is kind of somewhere in between of like, oh, yeah, it's funny. I listen to Rotting Carcass. Be like, yes, I listen to Rotting Carcass. It's very (laughs) cool. It's very cool. Like, okay, all right, bud. And yeah, I guess. I mean, I said metal is dumb and I stand by it, but I think that's not because of the music. I think I really just think the 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 pomp around metal is very silly. All of this, this sort of I mean, it, it stems, of course, from from like, I mean, all back to like Alice Cooper and like, you know, the glam rock and the shock rock, like like Ozzy. it's like a natural. Yeah, Ozzy. It's a natural extension taken to sort of an extreme sort of satanic idea where you're like. Yeah, fuck it. Not only are we going to like, I don't know, have blood and stuff on stage, but we're going to like put it in the lyrics and the music's going to be like grungy and upsetting. Right. And that's that has its appeal. And I have I, I fully admit to liking plenty of metal songs. And it's just and not a thing that I like the really uh, got into. The, what's funny is the metalheads I've talked to also really love this show because <laughs> it is yeah. both a searing indictment. Of like metal and also like a love letter to it. Totally. And and it never. And Brendan Small wrote a bunch of yeah. songs and there's yeah. a bunch. There's like four albums yeah. from this show. A ton. Yeah. It's like it has kind of become and always was the thing it was parodying. Like, yeah. It's and it never reached the uh, the like, I don't know, Rick and Morty level of popularity that any like metal person would have like a normie be like, oh, do you like that show Metalocalypse? Because it sure. never like really punctuated, you know. There's not enough to be like resentful of Metalocalypse. It's like no, it gets it. It kind of gets it that it's yeah. silly and stupid and also pretty brutal. Uh-huh. <laughs> brutal, brutal, <laughs> brutal. I my 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 final little thought here before we actually dive right in because we yeah this, this has been a long segment. I, I mean, we had a lot to say. I the the thing is that they they went from 2006 to 2013. I think in four seasons and. There were constantly talks of continuing it, uh, but Adult Swim was not biting, and they continued to not bite to the point where I think Brandon Small was just like, well, fuck this, like, after years. Mm. Except they're coming back again. I think that there is now a confirmed plan to put out, like, one more movie on HBO Max. So, like, mm. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like now and, like, you know, how how funny that'll be. But apparently yeah. there's some sort of story they felt like they needed to finish. Huh. I mean, I, I don't also know. don't know. I don't know how much uh, the back half, right? I don't know what seasons mm-hmm. two through five or whatever are like. Um, yeah. I don't know if any Adult Swim show. I mean, like, are any of these shows worth? This is like a discussion for maybe the end <laughs> of the, the show. End, but like, yeah, are any of do, them worth this much? <laughs> do do any of them la- like by design? Can they last? I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. But why don't we dive right in? Okay, guys, we are, we're in Metalocalypse. It's Metalocalypse! Uh, So the first episode is called The Curse of Death Clock. Death Clock performs at the Arctic Circle. Problems ensue when their chef gets dismembered in a freak helicopter accident, leaving the band to figure out how to make food for themselves. (laughs) This is, this is a great, I I love some of these plots for the show. Um... And and yeah, I did say plot. I said the P word. This show they does have, have they have them. And yeah. unlike some of these shows like C Lab that do have plots, they're they're 
they kind of stick to it. Like some of these plots, they actually, and then they bring back stuff. They reincorporate threads from the beginning and they, they work to like resolve the plot. Sometimes they have fun little resolutions. It's not, it's not just like a cop out explosion. And yeah, Frylock doesn't just laser eye beam everyone and right. move on. Right. And I appreciate that they can kind of, I don't know, stick the landing sometimes on a show yeah, that I mean, doesn't I, just I, sort of I, I, dissipate I, into chaos. It's that, well, that's sort of the thing that that's kind of the cop out is they don't have to blow up the world. The world is already blown up. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, they don't. There's no ma- major retcon that needs to happen when there's a giant troll on the loose. <laughs> I mean, in, in the case of the troll, they, they do actually resolve that plot point. But you know what I'm getting at, right? right that like, right. yeah, th- this world yeah. can handle the changes that are happening from from the show. And I kind of love that. Like, I kind of enjoy that as a as something that brings me back because it feels like the plots maybe can matter. Like, it doesn't feel I like guess. it's, it's to an me, it erasure. Feel, to me, it feels like an arbitrary distinction that the, they live in a world of chaos. And so they're able to, you know, enact chaos without the world folding into chaos because it already is. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I think... What I'm what I'm interested in the most about this show, and we, we see it in this first episode. Admittedly, we see it in every episode, but I think I was most intrigued in this one. There is a almost comically irrelevant meta plot going on uh, with this sort of shadowy board called the Tribunal yes. that is keeping the globalists. Tabs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're keeping tabs on this metal band that apparently is. Uh, you know, very like geopolitically relevant and is causing all sorts of crazy mayhem all over the world. And it's like this weird mix of like, like a U.S. Army general and some sort of wizard, maybe (laughs) (laughs) some sort of bishop. Yeah. Uh, And then an old man who is voiced by Mark Hamill, uh, who basically every episode is like, no, we must wait. (laughs) Yeah, they keep keep going. Is it time now? Do we kill Death Clock now? And I don't, I legitimately find it funny because I don't know if the joke is that that's never going anywhere or if that actually another shoe will drop on It does, it does pay off, I believe. Okay. At the end of season one, I think he does not say we wait. (laughs) (laughs) I almost feel like it would have been more fun if that was just continually like a, (laughs) something that just never became relevant. Right, uh, because it it's a fun flavor. Like every every episode, to spend like a minute of the eleven, sort of seeing another, I don't know, seeing the 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 perspective on their mayhem. Um, yeah, yeah, I I enjoy it. I I think I like this sort of external view because it you get so wrapped up in the silliness of mm-hmm. Death Clock and their world, and you have no like tether to reality until you just see like a bunch of dudes in a boardroom like. Yes, his name is Squiscar Squiggolf. Yeah. And and you like get that, you know, you get that contrast. I think my favorite thing from this this one though, it was so funny. One of them when we first cut to them in episode 1 is like I will remind you again of the Sumerian artifacts. The resemblance is indisputable. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Sumerian prophecy. Yes, that <laughs> They are these prophesized musicians. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's a very it's a very funny thing to me. Um, but I, I, I thought this was a really strong opener. Uh, I guess it it sort of teaches you that this show is not going to be laugh a minute, um, that it's more like 
it's more like a, a like a dark comedy, like an absurd sort of comedy. Like the, the the situation has a lot of like humor in it, but it's not like they're throwing jokes at you left and right, like Aqua Teen or something. Right, because they're also still kind of getting high on their own supply of being brutal and like you know, it's it's that metal thing. You know, it's it's the like we're also going to just legitimately be a metal band and do songs <laughs> that don't necessarily have jokes in. Like we're just kind of doing the vibe of this thing. Um, the joke and the songs are very funny. Oh yeah, the songs are great. Uh, the the whole sort of central song in this episode is they are doing a jingle for the Duncan Hills Coffee Company, um, <laughs> and they're performing it up in the Arctic Circle, and people are like traveling just to hear a coffee jingle. That's sort you know the the power of their sway as a band. And when questioned, I want to clip drop this of of why they're are they selling out and Nathan Explosion the frontman says we're here to make coffee metal we will make everything metal blacker than the blackest black times infinity <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good song i mean we're going to have to do little clip drops of every one of the songs oh, from yeah. each of these four episodes because they're all funny um so this is this is their jingle <laughs> What I found difficult about the jingle was that it was too soon for me to know if this was a gag or not. In the sense that, like, are all of their songs going to be joke songs? This is a comedy show. Mm. Is this show, you know? I just didn't mm. really quite know how to interface with it. It, it felt, um, it sort of felt uh, free floating, and uh, I don't know. It was, it was fine. The, the, like I said, I liked the show, but the, the the music, I wasn't sure if the music was supposed to be parody or real. I wasn't sure uh-huh. if it was supposed to be funny. Or, or this song was different. I, just, sure, like you sit down to a Weird Al album and you're like, oh, is he doing like a, I don't know, just like a, an experimental song on this one? Or is it <laughs> like sorry. a good parody? I'm sorry, <laughs> do, you, do you sit down to a nice Weird Al? Do you sort of make an evening <laughs> of it? You pour, a, pour, a pour a glass of, you pour a glass of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Swirl it. <laughs> you get a, make a Twinkie you, Wiener oh, sandwich. Open up a tin of Spam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit down to a running with scissors or a yeah, <laughs> or sure. a poodle hat maybe. <laughs> well, into our new segment, Austin names all Weird Al albums. No, no, it, it's 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 quite apt because he is. has these Thank songs. You. I mean, he's got the he's got the experimental songs. He's also got ones that are funny but not parody. And yeah, that can be kind of that's distracting because you 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 click in at a certain wavelength or what you're expecting, and you're like, right. it is funny. But I was kind of here for parody songs. Like, that's kind of why I showed up to the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, God, what is it? Is it Everything You Know Is Wrong? The, the the They Might Be Giants style parody where it's like, this song is fine. It's not that funny. I get that you're doing They Might Be Giants. You did a good job, Weird Al. I almost called him Weird like it was his first name. <laughs> nice job, Weird. weird. <laughs> W-L. Um Okay, so just to just to tidy up the this first episode, uh, the yeah. second half of the episode kind of gets us into really the the situational comedy of this show of what that can be like 
where they did their big metal song, their coffee song, and their new chef got mutilated in a helicopter accident and cut into little pieces. And that means they're left without food and they don't know how to take care of themselves as people. They don't. So they have to go yeah. to a grocery store, or as they call it. This is, I believe, it's called food libraries. Food, food, food libraries. It's called li- a grocery store, you douche bigs. <laughs> and so, so they're kind of just trying to, I don't know, they're flailing in a grocery store, basically. Um, I really liked, I think... I was I was on board with this first episode. Like I said, I thought it was really funny. I was I was enjoying myself, but I was I was sold on the show with just this visual where Nathan Explosion is uh, is looking in on some like sausage behind the the screen behind the 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 glass in a deli, and he's looking at the sausage, and his face just keeps moving closer, and then the face his face just breaks the glass apart, and his hands get all covered in shards of glass, and so does the sausage, and he just grabs it all like nothing's wrong, and he puts yeah. it in the cart. I, I don't know. I really liked the the energy of that. I and also love I also love I think it was Pickles who's looking at at his grocery list and has asked somebody in the store and he has a cart full of alcohol and he's like, hey, chief, did stuff good for soup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's so uh, funny to me. Yeah. Um, the yeah. the sort of capstone on the end is that they uh, they they leave all their food at the grocery store on accident, and so now they're really stuck. And so they decide to try sewing the pieces of their dying chef back together. Dudes, we would like have to sew him back together to get him to cook for us. Yeah, but we such screw ups that he would be sewn back together wrong. Whoa, it's a good song title. Sew back And over the credits, uh, we see their horrifying zombie chef who keeps showing up in later episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sort of Frankenstein chef, and I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a, a good way to a good way to end. It has that Aqua Teen ending flavor without like, but it also is something that we return to. And I, th- yeah. yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Next. Okay, the next one is Metalocalypse Two: Death Water. Uh, <laughs> Death Clock Record. I guess it would be Death Clock Record. Death Clock Record an album in a nuclear submarine in the Mariana Trench. The government sends down a producer to spy on them. This is this is maybe one of my favorite episodes. It's a good one. I really like this one. Um, (laughs) Especially because they just kind of dropped this absolute banger of Thunder Horse, this song Thunder Horse. (laughs) Yeah. We open with this music video view, this sort of hypothetical music video. It's a very like uh, Conan, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's like a medieval sequence of Nathan Explosion, like running through and cutting everybody in half really grotesquely while this this thunder horse is playing and, <laughs> you know, sits in a throne full of babes. And, you know, it's just but the song is good. Like it's a it's well made. The amount of sweat that has flown off my forehead as I tried to play that song on Expert and Guitar Hero 2 uh-huh. is yeah. beyond measure. <laughs> I love I love that they had this song in Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> I mean, any of that, I just love the like meta when there's a fake band of something and then they include 
that fake band as like a real band, like Spinal Tap or any, any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I just love, I love that stuff. And I, I, I just, I'm, I'm so happy that they had Death Clock as a, a real yeah. fake band. Guitar Hero 2 had, uh, had Trogdor too. And that's right. That's right. It did. I, yeah, this, this song is amazing. But what I love is this sort of, this, this incredible joke that they make out of it is they, they come back out and it, they're in the studio having, like recorded Thunder Horse and Nathan is got his finger hovering over the delete key and all of them are like, no, come on, come on. We can't do this again. And they queue up some videos of news programs that are talking about how like the fucking Dow Jones is tanking because Death Clock keeps destroying up to 16 potential albums and not releasing them. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just a very funny joke that that feels really real about like i don't know i'm sure we've all followed bands that feel like they take forever and a fucking day to put out new content and i i don't know i i like the idea that that's how they're working where they just keep like they mm-hmm. make whole albums and then hit the delete and key like it's really not good songs brutal too. enough they're just like no fuck it <laughs> yeah 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 so they get uh they get a new idea to go record in the uh, the, the most deepest. brutal part <laughs> of the ocean, <laughs> the Mariana Trench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which uh, is such a great joke. I di- which I and uh, I thought it was a little bit undercut because the first episode had them playing in the Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. Right, um, just it's sort of, sort of revisiting that idea of going to you know harsh places and you know sort of uh, fantastic locations on the Earth. Right. Um, I mean, it, it works, but I, I think I, I would have been floored a little bit more if they had saved that bit. Uh huh. And I've got you know this one. the bad news for you, and you can I probably already expect it that the show is going to be a, ran be a out of ideas. Thing. I think it. Well, I just said I think it ran out of ideas pretty quickly. Like, okay. I just I don't. It had such a strong start, and I think it kind of blah. You know, blah blew its. Let me try. <laughs> I think it kind of blew its load like right on right early on. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see that. And I, I I feel like this show would have to keep reinventing what its moment to moment is about because, yeah, I feel like this these gags are short lived. Yeah, I, I can only I, I would we watched four episodes and I feel like that's a really great amount of episodes for me to watch today. Uh, but if the next four were kind of like this. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm I'm enjoying myself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the problem. I mean, that's kind of why I don't think I watched past the first season. <laughs> is that like you get it now? You get Metalocalypse. Like you've seen yeah. it. You've seen Metalocalypse now. That's you know, that's how it goes. It's so ex- it's so intense. Like it's you know, other shows. Some of these like even Aqua Teen, you maybe could could nod off a little bit to the nonsense. Definitely Space Ghost. Uh-huh. Um because it's just noise to some degree. And this is like an adrenaline shot in the heart, you know, like this is sure. great. This is wild, constant craziness. In and loud. And, and yep. sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it's the content is difficult to sleep to, but I, I think it, it aggressively, you know, the, the sort of, even what you would call it, the, just the bright lights and the, and the, the loud tempo. Noises. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Will make it, you know, physically difficult to sleep to it through as well. <laughs> right. Um, so in this episode, uh, while they're talking about recording at the bottom of the sea, uh, there's a line I love that just goes by really quickly. But Nathan Explosion clarifies to, I don't know, the record label or something. 
of um Okay, so you want to re 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 record in the ocean in. I see. Yeah. No problem. No, no. In the ocean. Inside the ocean. Okay. Which <laughs> <laughs> Which I just love makes zero sense. Well, it, it, just... it does make zero sense. It's also funny because, like, you know, the ocean is kind of badass in metal, and most of the songs about being underwater are pretty tame. <laughs> yeah, sure, we get one of those. In this we too. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a sequence where they send uh, Toki. Oh god, which one? It's Toki. Yeah, it's, yeah. They send they send Toki. <laughs> they realize that his his the the pickups on his guitar are too sensitive, and they're picking up whale sound from outside of their submarine. So they put him in a liquid oxygen isolation tank, <laughs> and they send him hundreds of feet down below the submarine for him to record his tracks. And while he's down there, he has kind of a Ringo esque like oxygen uh, deprivation, whatever. I, I was like, I was thinking like Octopus's Garden. Well, yeah, the yeah, road. Right, yeah. Like he has a real Octopus's Garden moment down there, sort of making ocean friends with the fish. Underwater friends, you are my underwater, underwater friends. Yeah, you're my best friends, now let's all Yeah, no, it's it's really good. Actually, my favorite that, gag in this. Uh, does Abbey Road does Abbey Road have Maxwell Silverhammer on it? It does. Yes, it does. So that's definitely their most metal song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think my favorite joke in this episode is right when we go underwater. Uh, it's this little montage, and it's very unexpected and quick, and I love it. Where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go down under the the Mariana Trench." And then suddenly there's text on the screen that says month one <laughs> and then month two <laughs> yeah. and month three, four and five. <laughs> and it's just so funny the amount yeah, of money it, that they must be pissing yeah. away down there. Well, time is a complete is a completely destroyed construct in this show. Like right. yeah. which is in a in a good way. Like they totally. have infinite money, but also there's no world that is going on without them. Yeah. 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 And and as soon as month five is done and the montage is over, it cuts back to Nathan and it's just a really quiet for a second. And he goes, it's getting nice and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Metal. It's just, um, at some point, this, this radioactive submarine starts leaking nuclear waste and uh, irradiates a seahorse that comes back in the end. <laughs> um, but also they finally get their their like record producer who they were poo-pooing originally. They were like, Oh man, we're going to get some shitty man guys going to tell us how to do our, our job. Um, and it's the council reveals that they're going to use this guy. His name is Dick magic ears, Nubbler, uh, <laughs> who's going to come in and spy on metal o- on death clock for them. And what's kind of a fun little reveal is that this guy shows up and starts listening to their new song, Mermaider. Mermaid. It's about mermaid murder. And gets his absolute shit rocked so hard that his eyes start bleeding. And he loves it. And he's just like, he's the band's biggest cheerleader. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's nice because... You get so used to these shows and their kind of anarchic sense of like anybody we don't like will just die horribly and that's funny. And instead is this guy leaves and he's given them the stamp of approval and he's like, fuck you guys, I'm not going to spy. I'm, you know, I love this band. Death Clock rules. Uh, and then this giant seahorse comes after him and 
the I think it's the like the bends kind of happens. And his yeah, it's it's uh, it's unclear whether it's like pressure, whether it's the seahorse, or whether it's like he can hear the music from their submarine as they rehearse. But his eyes explode, right? <laughs> right. And in the in the sort of montage during the credits, uh, there's a there's like a a, a a magazine article that we see of him later having been given robot eyes, and he's like, "These robot eyes are awesome." And also the new, <laughs> the headline the headline is like, uh, you know, new album rocks so hard it like blinds a producer you know it's like yeah. it was so good it made him blind and i love my new robot eyes it's like it's just like it's such a nice dedication to the montage at the end is 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 great yeah yeah like it's like little jokes that you you kind of have to pause to see them uh-huh. yeah which you but couldn't even all... do on live television right nope Right, but they're all and payoffs, you, would, you, you know? could have easily been sitting too far away to read the text <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, no, it, I, I don't know. I, like, I love it. It, it, it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far to say the show gets like a Seinfeld ending. Like, but it it does make some effort to tie things together, to tie loose ends together, and sort of make it feel more satisfying instead of this like open anarchic ending. I don't know. A Seinfeld ending being when all of the little comedy things sort of come together and everybody yeah, on exactly. their little plots meets at the same place at the same time. Yeah, exactly. There, there's there's a there's a, a hint of it, just a little like mm, a little kiss of it. It's nice. It's intentionality, right? Where like what could be seen as a string of random bits is just shown to be put together in a logical order, and right. that it was it was done so with with care, right? And that yeah. and that means you get to buy into the to the to the whole shtick of it because it's not just random bits. It's right, it matters. Yeah. All right. Next. That's that's the first half. Let's get the hell out of here. Hey, Rory. Uh, hey. Can you tell us about our brand new sponsor that you are telling us about? Can you tell us about a super reasonable place for the horses to go? Yeah. So if you if you if you are like me, you've got too many horses and not enough places for them. And what you're thinking is, well, that's no problem. I'll just take them. I'll just take them to the ranch. Well, you would be you'd be wrong because the ranch costs a bazillion dollars a year. It's it's really yeah, expensive. It's like the mortgage fee for a boat for for an animal that eats grass. They're they're very expensive to just store because um, you would think they're pretty much free because they just eat grass and poop, right? Like you would think that the upkeep on that would be minimal, but it well, is. Can not. you stack them? Sounds like my ex-wife. That's what I'm talking about. Because my ex-wife, <laughs> that that horse, that old horse. But but uh, believe it or not, you've got you've got these horses, and and everybody's everybody's charging you to let to leave your horse there. They don't even horses aren't loud. Have you have you ever like when you think of a farm and the sun rises? Is it the horse that crows? It's not. <laughs> It'd be a cool farm. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, if you if you think of a if you think of a farm where there's just like a ton of noise, the horse is way down on there, and yeah, and so I'm just not getting where this expense is coming from. But it sounds like a giant racket to me. Enter a super reasonable place to store your horse, because what I'm here to tell you is you can put them in the forest and nobody can stop you. You can put a horse in the forest. <laughs> It is completely legal, <laughs> and if anybody think if anybody disagrees, they have to catch a horse. 
an animal <laughs> that we measure speed with. So fuck them. <laughs> I just feel like this is the best solution to your horse problem. Uh, put it in the forest. It's a super reasonable place to put a horse. There's apples there just growing naturally. That's what I'm talking about. They they'll lick the you know they'll uh, they'll they eat. It's a forest. It it it's it's the stuff horses eat. Now, mm. do you tie them up or do you let them roam free like the beautiful Mustang that they are? Well, here's the thing. Uh, if you tie them up, somebody's going to be like, this is super illegal. I've taken this horse. So um, you do let them in the forest. And, uh, you know, if it was meant to be, the horse will come back. Just like my ex-wife. Boom. Boom. <laughs> she didn't. She did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did not care for the way I kept... You know, comparing her to the, my my many horses, <laughs> but as a man with a lot of horses, it's you 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 have a certain obligation to bring it up, or people have a tendency to forget because again, they don't do a lot besides <laughs> eat grass and run from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. They're so quiet. They're and they're it's, not they're not loud. It's where you get the phrase "quiet as a horse." That's where it comes from. Well. Uh, I guess, thanks, Roy. We should just put him, put him in the woods. <laughs> put your horse in the woods, dude. They can't stop you. All right, here we are. It's the second half. We got two more Metalocalypse episodes to talk about, and our discussion is going to be so good that your eyeballs are going to explode because this is Metalocalypse episode three, Birthday Face. It's Murderface's birthday, and the band must find the most metal gift ever for him. And this was my least favorite one. I don't mean to poison the conversation ahead of time, but uh, that's how I feel. I don't know where you're at. It had a couple bits it, that I liked, but mm-hmm. yeah, as the plot, the plot was... The plot was, I think, intentionally weak. Not intentionally weak, but like the the stakes are that it's somebody's birthday, which which does kind of fall flat in uh-huh. both the real world and a fantastic world. And uh, it's Murder Face, so it, who is the yeah. least approachable and least understandable of all the characters. Yeah, the yeah. so Murder Face is the worst character uh, mm-hmm. by a country mile, I think. <laughs> um, and he's, he's just gross, disgusting, uh, you know, unlikable and and just hideous in in kind of all <laughs> all ways um which i i think works for the show because they get to put all of that like awful metalness into one sort of total straw yeah. man yeah they yeah <laughs> they get to put it all on on william Murderface, 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 Murderface. <laughs> but yeah it's I, his birthday and there there are some yeah there's some good jokes in this but the whole like central conceit is the rest of the band is like oh no we're going to have to get him a gift. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, just that is is funny. I mean, right. there's a there's a, a, a sort of evergreen comedy, I think, that's going to happen in this show, which is that these guys take themselves extremely seriously and their day to day seems so fucking metal that, oh, no, we have to get someone a birthday gift is just really funny and, yeah. and, and, and incongruous. And that's I mean. That only gets you so far. I mean, that's a premise that's funny immediately. And you're like, ha, 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 nice. This ought to be a fun little romp today. And then they have sure. to follow through with a fun episode. Right. Um, 
I don't know that they well, it, really, it, really it's, did it. It's but. kind of a cop out too, where like the most metal, the most metal thing that he would love the most is no birthday present, which I believe, like <laughs> I can, I can believe the logic of it, but it denies us an actual cathartic moment with a good joke. Yeah, they kind of yeah. have their cake and eat it too with that, with that stuff. Um, the the ultimate. I think we can skip a chunk of. The, this sort of middle stuff. I mean, they have a yeah, party. Yeah. He, has, he sends an Evite out, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, you know, he plays he plays bass with his dick for a while, and then later he's putting ice in his pants. Is sort of a something I thought was funny. They did deliberately animate his his buttocks as like well tanned to hit the rest of his yeah. obviously pale body. Uh-huh. How do you just tan a butt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how you only tan Chaps, a butt. Dude. Chaps. <laughs> And then a full long sleeve shirt and a yeah. ski mask. Metal, metal dude. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the so this episode, it's kind of amazing. By episode three, they literally had their pickle Rick episode. Uh, yeah, and that is Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown. This this is their pickle Rick. You know, a good twelve years before pickle Rick, but Doctor Roxo was kind of kind of them jumping the shark in a lot of ways um mm-hmm. because if i remember dr dr roxo comes back quite a lot and oh no really yes he does does yeah, he just I, keeps does he just keep yelling i do cocaine i do cocaine i believe so yeah and then you know you see t-shirts of like i'm dr roxo <sighs> i the rock i do cocaine like is that like the hot topic yeah basically <laughs> yeah exactly so like that happened early and I feel like it's all kind of downhill from, you know, <laughs> from Dr. Rocks of the Rock and Roll Clown. Like the show becomes like aware of it being well, kind of a that's meme. interesting because I thought I thought the fourth episode was probably the best one. Oh, it's the, a great I, one. Of the, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. But, but generally, yeah, gen- it, trends, sure, sure, sure. it trends downward, I think, from from here. And, and I think a lot more episodes feel like this birthday episode. Um, yeah. And it just yeah, it just doesn't hit quite like some of these some of these other ones so in this episode the song is i think my favorite part the song that they sing uh is that birthday they, death day the, yeah the birthday death day song because the lyric is so fucking funny and the delivery where he's like many years ago today something grew inside of your mother that thing was you RSV please for the death of kings is a really good lyric too. I don't know. I I I really enjoyed the song. That was probably the high point for me. Um, I loved. Um, I so I think my favorite characters are the Scandinavians in the band. Uh, are Toki and Squiskar, and I totally. like I like their little conversations they have together. Uh, in the the first episode, like Hey Toki, look look in your cart. You have uh, women's uh, ladies' tampons. You're like a <laughs> yeah. la- you're like a lady. <laughs> and and then in this one they're talking about like this is a complete total you know sausage festival i love sausage festival what? like in vienna no no Toki, that was a sausage festival yeah that was good yeah uh, you know i don't they're yeah just, they're they're charming they're very sweet yeah. and charming and i like them 
yeah, I think Toki was consistently, aside yeah. from Nathan, my favorite character. Yeah, Toki's adorable. Um, yeah, there, there's sort of an extra punchline, so they give him nothing, and then he throws nothing. a little tantrum, and he, <laughs> <laughs> he runs out of the fucking party. Uh, and then they show up again, and sort of maybe like deus ex machina style, they do have another gift for him. And they've given him the limo that Kennedy was killed in, and the driver's seat has been replaced with the chair that Lincoln was killed in. <laughs> and Murderface and the car have now been entered in the death derby. The and, first and annual he, death clock. Yeah. Yeah. And and Murderface yells out something like, You mean I get to destroy United States history? Literally. And he's very into that. And, you know, hell yeah, I I, I understand. But also, it wasn't the greatest punchline in the world. Uh, it yeah. didn't, didn't connect to anything else in the episode. It was just kind of a gag at the end because they didn't know where to go. Yeah. But... But we got That's Dr. Roxo the Rock and Roll Clown. He's so funny. He's got a spandex <laughs> jumpsuit and he does cocaine. He does um, do a lot of cocaine. I do cocaine! Cocaine's funny, isn't it? Cocaine's Episode very funny. Episode four, Death Troll. Death Clock unleashes a troll that wreaks havoc across Finland and forces the band to play without electricity. Yeah, this is a great one. This one fucking rocked. I love it. It slaps, yeah. Yeah, and I, this is I another love... great like scenario for this show like making a death metal band play on the grandpa's guitars they have to play on these like little old acoustic you know finnish <laughs> instruments to put a troll to sleep it's just is great plotting i love it yeah i like i like that you know it, it's more of that sort of chaos energy but like the the idea that they're there to apologize to finland for last tour where they almost destroyed finland and <laughs> By way of apology this time, they've written a song. And the lyrics, we took from your book of necronamic spells. <laughs> and the lyrics are, awaken, awaken, Mustakrakish the lake troll. Awaken, awaken, Mustakrakish the lake troll. Lake troll. It's just, it's great. I love that their apology is worse than what they did last time. It's very yeah, funny. It's very good. And the troll is very large. Yeah, I like <laughs> that it, it causes some sort of like existential FOMO in them that all the times they would have liked to summon a troll and didn't up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do this the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of them was like, oh, it would have been nice to have a guy like him around in high school. Yeah. <laughs> The the B plot of this episode is that apparently when they were super drunk, they pr they convinced their manager to create a series of cell phones, uh, their death phones that are <laughs> really really bad phones. Like they're covered in spikes, they're impossible to use, they're Extremely really grubby predatory. Minutes. Like yeah yeah, <laughs> and they're all one single line, so they can't even use like them separately <laughs> like, they're all they, the they have a great little bit too where they're like uh so. all right you know we get really really excited about really bad ideas when we drink and it's your job to talk us out of it oh right? i tried i tried very hard but you all threatened to kill me if you don't remember so big deal those threats are new mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah, their and their evening minutes start at 11 p.m which is just brutal <laughs> 
<laughs> brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's a really simple episode, but it's very it's very good. I like the I like the execution. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a there's a great moment with the editing and the the writing where they're they're frustrated and na- about the troll being summoned and they're 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 uh uh DSL. Sorry, I was trying to remember the ancient <laughs> internet term for internet they refer to that the DSL is gone. And <laughs> yeah. they have to like deal with fighting a troll in order to get their DS high speed DSL internet back. And Nathan <laughs> says, Oh, I hate Finland. I need a hundred beers. And then immediate cut to him in the bar just saying, I need a hundred beers. Exactly. Exactly 100. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I really liked, I really liked after, so the, the, the old bartender uh, shows them the way he's like, you have to play the troll back to sleep into the lake from whence he was born. And uh, and that's when he shows them the magical Finnish acoustic instruments that they're so confused by. Uh, and Nathan Nathan gives my favorite line of his from everything I watched today, which is playing acoustic is totally lame and not metal. But then again, if we don't put that troll back to sleep, we may never be able to check our email with high speed DSL again. <laughs> <laughs> and- I don't know. DSL's just funny. Is it time yet? Can we tap into DSL humor now in 2021? Is it funny God, I now? I guess so. Yeah. I I don't know. It's uh, I think I think the trouble is that those damn those damn Gen Z kids don't know what the fuck DSL is. Yeah, it's lost on them. They think it's dick sucking lips. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did you just pull that from from nothing? No, DSLs, man. That's what they're called. Oh, that's a thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to learn this way. I need to rethink the way I've been talking about internet. Those kids are too nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Show that to my fupa. Um, (laughs) Look, so the end of the episode wraps up pretty neatly i mean they have to they have to play these grandpa's guitars uh to the troll and and it's just they're on this ancient like finnish longboat that they take into the (laughs) middle of the lake and they're playing this song this jaunty song And then, of course, Murderface, who's been on his death phone the entire time and nobody can use there any because Murderface is always on his phone. His phone rings just as the troll is about to go to sleep and mm-hmm. uh, which is a great payoff for that subplot. And then, yeah, I liked they, it. Like there's, you know, they try to throw the death phones to kill him and they don't really work. And then Murderface, who has finally been disturbed uh, from his cell phone, throws his death phone and kills the troll. Who, yeah, like really violent. Violent. Yeah, like it's it's stuck lodged in the back of his throat, and the troll has to like rip his own body apart in order to get it out. It's, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun, <laughs> violent but fun show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's a good time. I'd be interested. Hey, actually, I have a couple of thoughts. Let's take it into a wrap up. Let's do it. All right, listen, everybody, metalheads, friends, we've uh, we've watched Metalocalypse. We've gotten it. We've seen the show. We understand it. We're ready to fully digest it and spit it back out as a little pellet like an owl. Um, what do you got, Andy? <laughs> I was just thinking that 
this is this is something that I'm for sure going to watch more of in my spare time, but mostly out of fascination because as we've kind of alluded to, you can smell it hitting rock bottom at some point. Like the energy can cannot this show. sustain itself. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this has to crash and burn at some point. And I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see where that goes because right now, these four episodes were pretty legit. Like I can see why this got turned into at least one season of a show. But I legitimately don't know what would happen moving forward for there to get four seasons. That doesn't, yeah, I mean, and I suppose it's confirmed by Austin, but there, there is, there's no mystery what you're getting when you tune in for an episode of Metalocalypse. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the thing, though, I could be, if you are, a list, as a listener, you've seen every single episode of this show and you love it or you know that it gets, I think, you know, we've said this for some of the other stuff, but like, it's possible that, you know, in maybe it dips in season two and it comes back around or maybe it's all good and I just kind of, you know, stop paying attention. Um, sure. Yeah. But like, I'm I'm open to receive that feedback if it turns out there's some really good stuff later to watch. Uh, yeah. But I just, you know, I just feel like a lot of a lot of us who were fans and friends and I are just kind of all collectively lost interest around the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if you if you do have that uh, piece of that, that hot tip for us. Uh, a great place to send it to us would be in our Discord, which That's you can find point. links to on our website. You can go find our Discord. Um, yell at us because we're just sitting in there all the time. Or but, you could join our uh, Patreon for fun and also tell us there, too, if you want. Wouldn't that be fun if you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty metal. It'd be pretty brutal if you did that. Uh, so we, we've done we've done three of these shows. We've got one more coming up. It's a weird one. Um, how are we feeling about our choice of... Adult Swim shows at this point. Well, you know, um, I think it was a pretty solid selection of the early stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we made some high level choices, right? We wanted to hit the very beginning, which which I think otherwise Harvey Berman wouldn't have even been picked. Right. Uh, we wanted to avoid some later stuff. So uh, or things that were just like kind of not too good, but sort of we had nothing to add to a conversation about them. Mm-hmm. Um, given given the constraints we built for this arc, I mean, we picked good shows, and I don't, you know, I don't have any yeah. much more to add. Yeah. That being said, I think these shows are somewhat challenging. I mean, I think you know, an eleven minute is also just kind of challenging yeah. generally for our structure. But you know, God, how did we even? How do you talk about something like Space Ghost? Like, it's just uh, I don't know. These things are tough, especially when they are legitimately funny, and we don't have a ton of other stuff to add. When it's just like I don't know, man. You just got to be there. You just got to watch it. I, I, I can't I can't summarize this the way I could summarize a Bionic Six episode or something. You know, like yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but I hope I hope you're enjoying it. We've got one more of these on the way. Uh, spoiler alert: It's Frisky Dingo for our Adult Swim finale, and. Boy, I hope that doesn't turn into just me enjoying myself for an oh, hour I'll, podcast. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there with you. Okay, good. Because I fucking love this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, but, uh, this is oh, the yeah. part. Listen, everybody, I, we got to go. This is the part where we, we would say see you next Tuesday. But I believe we're going kind of every other every other week. Yeah, we're still on an every other week schedule right now. So what do we say now? We'll we'll see you soon. See you next next Tuesday. Oh, that's good. There it is.